Hi everybody, my name is Tracy Waslick. I'm the Chief Program Officer of the Strategic Clinical Networks. And I'm Braden Mounds, Tracy's Dyad Partner. We can't believe that uh, it's already the end of November. Like It just seems like yesterday uh, the pandemic started and here we are with wave two already upon us. Time's flown by and we really hope that uh, you guys are all gearing up for a safe and happy uh, Christmas season or holiday season, knowing that it's probably going to be very different than celebrations in the past, given the need for social distancing and small numbers, but also making sure that you and your loved ones uh, have some kind of connection, whether it's by Zoom or in person. Uh, we, we really hope you get some downtime during the holiday season. Please take some time to uh, rest and re-energize, re take a few vacation days, and remember 2021 is right around the corner. There's a few SCN leadership uh, updates that Braden and I wanted to uh, fill you in on. I thought I would start with the Ernst & Young report and the AHS review um, and the work that the SCNs are doing to support operations. You'll, you'll recall that we have a length of stay all, all ALC uh, reduction working group that's really uh, focused around the acute care utilization uh, bundle. And that group, which includes the zone executive leadership teams and all of the site and facility medical directors for the 16 major sites across the province, are meeting uh, with Peter Jamison and Judith Hockney. And the SCNs are supporting that work by helping Judith and Peter pull together a plan for implementation sometime in 2021. One of the things that we're focused on is looking at the bundle of pathways and projects that are underway, including COPD and heart failure, the ERAS, elder-friendly care, and H2H2H bundle, and trying to synthesize them in, a, in an easy way for operations to optimize that work on the site and modernize the way they're delivering care so that uh, we can see the gains in A loss, E loss. Um, we've also been working with the COACT and the Collaborative Care Group, and it's been a fantastic uh, collaboration because collaborative care is all about how teams work together. And our pathway work is what are the interventions teams should be doing as they work as a team. So we found a really nice combination uh, by, by really maximizing our efforts together and making it easy uh, for the sites to implement where they feel they need to. So Judith and Peter have started to organize site meetings. Uh, our SCN leaders have been invited to join those meetings and we're hoping to get started in early December. All right, a quick update from the scientific advisory group and the pandemic. Um, so if you're like me, watching the daily case counts has become a bit of an obsession, a bit like watching the US election coverage a few weeks ago. It's not enjoyable, but it's kind of addictive. So you'll know that the average daily number of cases for the past week was just over 900, which was about 25% higher than the previous week, but that over the weekend we reached numbers in excess of 1,500 cases per day. And with that, hospitalized cases have gone up above 300 and the ICU cases is around 60. And Edmonton and Calgary zones are looking at adding 20 ICU beds in their zones. We've got about a 7% positivity rate, which is not as high as Manitoba and probably speaks to our high testing rate, um, but that's something uh, we should be concerned about. 
on the good side, two vaccines, uh, both with very encouraging preliminary results and actually a third reporting today, also some uh, encouraging preliminary results. We expect to receive almost 700,000 doses early in the new year of the Pfizer vaccine and just over 200,000 doses of the Moderna vaccine, which will likely be prioritized to those at highest risk of severe COVID complications and also to frontline healthcare workers. But how those groups are going to be defined is, is work that the feds are working on in conjunction with the provinces. But as you can imagine, many things need to happen before we can get those vaccines into people and get enough supply, obviously, for the rest of the population. There's still an urgent need to support the ongoing COVID pressures for the organization and the area of current need is contract tracing. And to facilitate this, the Provincial Pandemic Workforce Coordination Centers and coordinating the recruitment, orientation, cross-training and redeployment of our workforce. Several of the SCNs have looked at their current workloads and have been able to offer support to this effort. We really appreciate all the work you're doing to support the COVID response across the organization and you can expect some further details on this soon. So a couple of updates from the scientific advisory group. We've, we're really appreciative of all of the work that the assistant scientific directors and others within the SCNs have done to support that. And I will tell you that we've identified a new roster of, of writers to help out. Um, so hopefully we'll get, we're gonna be using less of the assistant scientific director's time over the next six months, but we'll still need some mentoring from them as we bring these new writers on board. Um, recently, we've been working on uh, reports around the length of quarantine for healthcare workers and you'll see for people who have developed COVID they're now able to go back to work at 10 days as opposed to 14 assuming they don't have any ongoing symptoms and that's as a result of a recent review. We're doing some work to support the PPE task force uh, that's around understanding whether there's a certain threshold of cases in the community whereby we might be better off to switch to full personal protective equipment as opposed to just a face mask and careful hand hygiene. We're also working on a report to see if there are certain symptoms. If a person gets cold-like symptoms and they test negative for COVID, are there some symptoms that we can let people, you know, return back to society for a runny nose, for instance? So we're looking into some some pertinent uh, issues, including issues around hospital capacity and how we can optimize hospital capacity. Back to you, Tracy. So, as you'll recall, uh, Recommendation 51, uh, we, we completed that work in uh, March of this year. And as we mentioned at the October Town Hall, we were in very busy with the merger of the SCNs in the provincial programs. And things like naming convention and uh, how the integration was going to proceed were, were top of mind. I'm pleased to say that the Indigenous portfolio um, name has been uh, agreed upon uh, through the Wisdom Council. And the new name of the provincial, it will be the Provincial Indigenous Wellness Corps. The team is really excited to have landed on this new name. And uh, just a reminder that all of the provincial teams are working through the integration process. Uh, the dyad leaders are continuing to have conversations about the process and, our, and we will continue to fill you in on our progress to date. You can imagine that not every provincial program is identical, so it does take a bit of a customized approach to, um, to get the best fit. Uh, so Braden and I continue to meet with the dyad leaders from those programs so that we can ensure that uh, the principles uh, of the network and the provincial programs are achieved. 
we are also working on a TRM refresh and, and how it will fit within a single strategic document to guide both the SCN and the provincial program. And uh, Tracy Geyer did a bit of a prototype for the seniors and continuing care team and we showed that to Catherine Todd and she quite likes it. So we think we've got a bit of a prototype that the rest of the program areas will be working through. We're also looking at ways of uh, creating greater synergy between the teams within the provincial program and the SCN and so some reconfiguration of how teams work together is underway. And at our December town hall meeting we will hopefully be in a better position to give you a more fulsome progress update. So over to the Prius and his updates and actually the start of that uh, just going to give you a quick update on the innovation pipeline dissemination. So you'll know that we've been working on this uh, idea. You've all seen the figures um, of, of the pipeline over the past year. We're going to be sending out a draft. It's very close to final. We're going to be sending out a draft in the next week. We still plan on taking this to the executive leadership team, but with COVID, this is probably going to be a bit delayed. So we'll be sending you a, a draft in the next week, and we're planning to discuss this at our December 1st SCN meeting to flesh out more of the details. Quick update on Prius 6. The top 10 applications will go forward to adjudication, final adjudication on February 23rd and 24th. I know you're all working hard to strengthen those applications which are due on January 16th. So good luck to everyone there. Over to the HIS updates. The HIS 1 projects are still hard at work in year two of their projects and Tracy and I have been excited to get some of the updates recently and are really impressed at how they're progressing. And the HIS 2 teams the four successful ones are developing their implementation plans and are looking forward to getting started. You'll have those uh, back in early December. The Prius program as a whole was evaluated recently. It's nearly complete. The final report is going to be released to the steering committee by the end of November. And in general, without reviewing the specific details, the review is generally very positive. It does provide several recommendations for improving the program. The plans to review and take these recommendations to the working group for adapting process and we're now planning for Prius 7 in the early stages I'll say planning to focus on virtual health and digital health so stay tuned for more details on that that you'll receive in January. Over to you Tracy. Thanks we just wanted to um, uh, give a shout out to uh, Reverdy Darda who has accepted the executive director uh, position for the provincial seniors health and continuing uh, care uh, team. We, we believe Rev will be starting with us in January. Most of you know Rev and have worked with her so we're excited to have her as part of, um, as part of the team. Uh, Corey Cherneski is now with the SCNs full-time. That was a decision that, that was made uh, just before this wave two launch of Connect Care. Corey finished off his uh, stint with Connect Care and is now going to be dedicating his full-time efforts to all of our SCN, uh, all of our SCN efforts, uh, which are plenty. We also launched the Medicine SCN on October the 30th. It was a great virtual launch, the first ever. And the three sections, kidney, respiratory, and hospital medicine are now hard at work to identify their priorities and develop their transformational roadmap. And uh, Braden and I have been really impressed with the amount of enthusiasm uh, that's been generated across the province uh, for this network. Over to the Pan-SCN update. So we've had a few competing priorities recently, including COVID and, and HS review work. So the first 
Japan SCN newsletter synergy will be delayed until the new year. Um, we've also been working through some technical uh, delays that we've overcome with the online MailChimp platform. But we want to thank the editorial board members and everyone else for their patience and persistence while we get this important work back on track. So in closing, uh, we look forward to the town hall on December 11th. Hope you have a chance to review this in advance. Please submit your questions using the accompanying survey. We'll make sure that we respond to those questions on December 11th. Between now and then, stay happy and healthy and take care of yourselves. Thank you.